Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. As we start the fourth and final hour. So you guys and girls out there know I'm very good friends with Thomas Knipp. I, I know Steve Razor too, but Knipp is my buddy. And he represents Daniel Penny in this case about to go to the grand jury in the death of Jordan Neely. Well, there's another case that is eerily similar. I mean eerily similar. On the J train, a young man named Jordan Williams, who him and his girlfriend were were eventually physically attacked. This writer, like Jordan Neely, was harassing people, saying he's gonna, he's gonna, I'm gonna erase somebody, like Neely was saying, I'm gonna kill somebody, I don't care. Eerily similar. Difference is, Daniel Penny didn't have a weapon. Jordan Williams did, and he ended up stabbing this guy to death in an effort to save him and his girlfriend. But the big, big difference is, and I believe that's why this story doesn't get nearly as much pub, is Daniel Penny is white, Jordan Neely is black, or was black. In this case, Jordan Williams is black, and the man he killed is also a person of color. No one cares. Not the grand jury, not Al Sharpton. Not all the black leaders in this town, they don't care. They have proven time and time again, use Chicago as an example, when a black person kills a black person, which happens a heck of a lot more, a heck of a lot more than when a white person kills a black person, it doesn't count. It's okay. We can kill each other. You just can't kill us. Pretty distorted, pretty disgusting, but that's the truth. So, you know, Knipp is a great attorney. Jason Goldman is a great attorney. Both defending men, protecting others and themselves. But there's a huge difference. I wonder if Jason Goldman would admit to that. So here he is, Jordan Williams' attorney, who comes highly recommended by my dear friend Joseph Takapina, Jason Goldman. Jason, good morning, buddy. How are you? Sid, how are you? Thanks for having me. Nice, Abby. You heard my rant just now. Uh, you want to add to that? Take something away? 
What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. I think it's interesting because, you know, in one sense, the facts are very similar. In one sense, they're slightly different. And, you know, look, I'll tell you this, is that not only was the victim in this case harassing people on the train, he had his shirt off, and he was actually in the process of assaulting people. He was touching women. He touched my client's girlfriend and ripped her earring out of her ear, and then he punched my client in the face twice and grabbed him by the throat. All of that took place before he takes out a very small folding knife and pokes him once in the chest, hits an artery, and then drops it and tries to get out of harm's way, and that's it. And he's arrested, and he's prosecuted, and the case is going through a grand jury as we speak. But here's the major difference. The judge in this case, Justin... Uh, Brooklyn Judge Chaville Mimes, while asking for $100,000 bail, released your client. And uh, don't forget, I'm on your side here. I love what Jordan Williams defended himself and his girl. I'm on your side. And I'm on Daniel Penny's side. But Judge Mimes in Brooklyn released your client. And I know that they've already raised about three-quarters of the bail. There's his mom with the GoFundMe page. Let me ask you a very simple question. If Jordan Williams was Jordan Rosenberg and he was a white guy, would he have been released? Well, Sid, this is the thing. Daniel Penny, and, and I think we're all on the same side, but Daniel Penny was released after he gave a statement to the cops. Then he was out for three weeks, raised a load of money, raised awareness, and when he was arrested, it was a voluntary surrender. It was $100,000 bail. That was all for show. He had a cashier's check ready. He was in and out of the arraignment in three hours. That was not the case for my client. We did this on the fly, and if we lost that argument, he was going to Rikers Island the next day. So there's a huge difference there, which I think deserves a lot of attention. Don't be fooled by $100,000 bail for one kid. That was all for show. That's the same reason Harvey Weinstein walked out the door with a million-dollar cashier check after he was arrested. Right. That's true. You're right about that. Uh, but it is uh, still nice to see that uh, the folks out there, I believe uh, the number is up to 72000 raised as it's, much it's as 70. 70- and, it's 115 now. Is that right? And they're saying, Jason, yeah. as much as $8,000 a day. Is that accurate? It's accurate and said my inbox is flooded with people that align with Daniel Penny, the people that are, um, I guess you could say, aligned with the far right. They're the ones that are flooding my inbox because guess what? It's not about race and it's not about politics, and they're okay with that. It's about safety, and they see it colorblind. They see my client, and they see that he can share a table and sit in the same room as Daniel Penny or as any of us that are on the subway getting harassed, you know, put in harm's way. They don't care. It's not about race, and it's not about politics. It's simple safety. No, I agree with you. You You ask anybody here, who would you rather be on the subway with? Would you rather Daniel Penny and or Jordan Williams? Right. Or would you rather be on it with Jordan Neely? And or the victim in no, listen, there's no doubt. No, no, no. There's, <laughs> no, no, you're 100% right, Jason, and I agree wholeheartedly. But where it does become political, unfortunately, is in my world, and that is Al Sharpton has been yelling and screaming. Even the governor, Kathy Hochul, day one, wanted Daniel Penny to get the electric chair. I don't hear right. all these people. I don't hear Sharpton coming out and yelling at Jordan Williams. Why not? You don't hear AOC. You don't hear, AOC, you don't right. hear a bunch of them. Um, right. It, it, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head in your intro. It doesn't fit the ultimate narrative. It's not as clean. It doesn't fit into a box. And I think this case, my case, makes people uncomfortable because of that reason, because they can't look in the mirror and say it's not. it should not be about color. It should not be about race. And that's uncomfortable for a lot of people that have you know one agenda and one agenda only. You're, you're 100% right. So uh, did they ask why Jordan was carrying a knife in the first place. Again, let me repeat, 
Um, I, I'm on your side. I'm glad Jordan Williams, he should never go do any jail. Anyway, so, but did they ask, why were you carrying a knife? It's, it's very simple. It's the same reason the last three years people are asking me as a defense attorney and a former prosecutor. They're saying, I want to carry mace or pepper spray or a knife on the train when I go outside. Can I do that? And I'm wondering, why are you asking me that? Well, I know the answer to it. It's because of how crazy it is out there. That's why he had one with him. And two weeks prior to this incident, he was held at knife point on a train when he was with his girlfriend. Again, there was an incident two weeks prior. Wow. Um, no reports, obviously, nothing along those lines. But that's it. It's the same reason. Again, it doesn't matter what the person's age is, what their color is. I have people asking me the last three years, I want to carry something to protect myself. What's also going to come out is another woman had a pink, a hot pink pepper spray with her that was on this train. That's a fact that's going to come out very soon. And that's the same reason that my client was carrying a small knife, because people do not yep. feel safe on the subway. I agree. I take the subway every day, and uh, I'm going to start packing myself. Was that also a J train where Jordan was attacked was weeks it, prior? It, 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 yes, it was. Um, I believe it was. Don't quote me on that. I believe it was the same train. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure. And then, look, and then this train, it, it's why should Jordan Williams, you know, 20 years old, on a date with his girlfriend, the sun setting on the J train going over the bridge. Why should he carry the burden of the failures of the city when it comes Great. to mental health and housing yep. and crime? Why yep. does it fall on his shoulders? A cop says to him afterwards, he says to the cop, he's giving a statement, he says, I wish you guys were there. And then he also says, you know, the cop says, why didn't you fight them back with your hands? People get in fights all the time. Is that what it's coming to? We should encourage people to just fight their way out of this thing? Well, he did that, and he used the knife at, eventually because he had no other option after he got punched in the face twice. And that was it. So it, it, it's incredible that he now bears the burden, criminal prosecution, grand jury, all of these things, lost his job at FedEx, everything because of the failures to allow people, you know, like the deceased and like Jordan Neely, to just stalk the subways with their shirts off and harass people. I couldn't agree more. You're saying they, they fired him at FedEx? Yeah, he fired him. He let go. He goes into his job. After all this chaos, he goes to a job that he loves that a lot of other people may bat their eyelash at. He goes in, he's a hardworking kid, making an honest living, amazing family, and they let him go. They let him go because of this. Why? Well, let me ask you this. If he ends up getting acquitted, which he will, and uh, gets exonerated from all of this, can you sue FedEx? I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. I mean, uh, they could just do what they want. Why do you lose his job? He hasn't been proven guilty of anything. Of course. I mean, it crosses over a little bit into the employment aspect, and you're exactly right. There was um, legislation passed a few years ago regarding arrest only, right? If you're not convicted of anything, but you're only arrested, they're really not supposed to ask on a background check. And even if you're a current employee and you're arrested, there are some limitations as towards the fire. So we're going to look into that, obviously. I don't want him to be, you know, swarmed by, by lawyers and lawsuits for the rest yeah. of his life. But yeah. people reached out to me right away, and they said he definitely has an action against FedEx. Yep. He obviously has a civil rights case, you know, against the city eventually when we do get this case dismissed or we get an acquittal. It, it's 100% right. He's bearing the burden. It's all backwards to me, um, you know, how it falls on him. And, and, you know, obviously not the real criminal, quite frankly, in this case, past um, ex-con, you know, rap sheet, everything like that. And my client doesn't have anything. He's spotless, completely spotless, goes to church every other day with his mother, Amazing, amazing family, amazing father, and it's, it's a sad situation. He's a good kid. Now, he's been charged with a manslaughter and criminal possession of a weapon. He faces up to 25 years in prison for the manslaughter charge, I believe one year for the knife charge. So we're looking at about 26 right. years. But uh, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Knip, and he always gives me the same answer, 100%, and that is, 
Are you absolutely confident that your client will be exonerated because, quite frankly, Jason, he should be? I'm, I'm extremely I'm, – I'm not only confident. I never do this. I'm willing to guarantee that I'm getting him out of this case, whether it's a dismissal or an acquittal. I don't promise or guarantee anything to anybody, especially not clients. I'm winning this case. It's just a matter of when. It, this is absolutely insane, and I, I can't imagine a jury – Seeing it otherwise, I, I, the facts have come out. Witnesses have called my office, and if everyone's in there to tell the truth, everybody, then this is an acquittal waiting to happen. This is this is open and shut. This is similar to Jose Alba Bodega worker last summer. I mean, this is 30 second interaction we're talking about in self defense, and that's it. I don't even think charges should have been brought. The case is in a grand jury as we speak. I think it's too fast, but. You know, we're participating in that process and we're monitoring it and I'm submitting my own evidence into that grand jury. So I'm getting rid of this case. It's a matter of one. I got to tell you, man, I, I bring on, you know, Joseph Takapina, Arthur Idala, Alan Dershowitz, my wife, Danielle, all very, very impressive attorneys. I know right now you're, you're worried about getting your client. Well, I know that, but congratulations, Jason. You just made the list of Sid and Friends attorneys. You are so impressive. I'd love to have you back more often when your work is actually done. That's a great job today, and good luck with uh, Jordan moving forward, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, sir. You got it, buddy. There he is, the attorney for Jordan Williams, defending himself on the J train. Absolutely 1,000% self-defense. That was Jason Goldman.